Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, this is Keith Williams with the Skill Stadium Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have a special guest. You are going to learn about what it's like to work in the automotive industry and the importance of being able to have this skill to be able to create your own income. You'll also learn what it takes to be successful in the automotive industry. And I want to introduce my my guest. My guest today, he hails from Chicago and now lives in Atlanta. Uh, he is a ASE certified auto technician. He's the owner of Set Auto Repair. He graduated from Lincoln Tech in Chicago, relocated to Atlanta, and now and worked at Firestone Auto Care, Atlanta Luxury Motors, Marietta Luxury Motors. He was promoted to parts manager and service manager, and he decided that he wanted to go out on his own and start his own business in 2018. He started Set Auto Repair. In his free time, he likes to spend time with his family, travel, and likes to work on cars. Please welcome Sean Thornton to the Skill Stadium podcast. Sean, how are you this morning? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great. Sean, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join me on the Skill Stadium podcast. We are going to talk about the automotive industry and, and talk about your journey and, and get some advice from you. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's perfect. Excellent, excellent. I want to say I connected with Sean. His wife was on a Facebook page for uh, Mechanics. I think it's Mechanic Network, and I reached out yeah. to her, and she introduced me to Sean. Sean and I did a great day in the life interview, and and we decided now that we do the podcast. Sean, can you tell me, you know, growing up, what kind of child were you, and how did that shape you into the man that you are today, and kind of guide you into the work that you're doing? Well, being, you know, growing up in Chicago on the South side, you know, there's many different opportunities for you. You got good opportunities. You got bad opportunities. I was one of the lucky ones to have grown up with my family and had had my mom and my dad and my family, uh, my two older brothers. And they were definitely good role models that shaped me as I was growing up and maturing in Chicago. I've always worked love working on cars. My dad's friend, he was a mechanic. I'd always watch him work on cars and I'd just watch him and learn and be more interested how things work. So as I, you know, kept going and going and I grew, I decided why not just, you know, go to school? Why not find out the ins and outs of it and, you know, get certified and just start my career and starting to work on uh, cars. Excellent. Did you have a role model or somebody that, you know, in your family that really helped to, oh, to yeah. motivate you with this? Yeah, my brothers. My brothers, like I said, they're, they're my role models. They keep me focused. My dad um, and my brothers, you know, they were great. Excellent, excellent. Can you share the process of how you become an auto technician? There's many ways that you can become an auto technician. And I learned that as I was in my process of becoming an auto technician. There are certain ways that you can you can do it. Now you can also go to school. You can go to school if you want to and take the course, which is a good thing to do if you haven't, you know, had any type of guidance in it. Or if you had guidance in it, 
And also, if you're, you know, self-motivated and you are, uh, you know, willing to stay focused, you can teach yourself. You know, there's books that you can order online to become ASE certified. And you can, you know, teach yourself. Uh, get some other people that are interested in it. And you guys can, you know, be study partners. But that's not the way that I went. I could have went that route, but... I just chose to, you know, go the route that I did go because I wanted to get the full experience. Hands-on experience is always good. How how much do you find like so? I know that continuous learning is important because you know you did this ASE certi- certification. How how easy is it to go out and get more information and to learn more about this profession? It's uh, it's it's, it's pretty easy. It's not hard, you know. Um. It's more so, you know, you can go to YouTube, information's out there. You can order your book, you can, you know, go to a, your local shop and let the shop owner know that you are interested in, you know, learning about auto technology. They may let you follow and shadow some other technicians that are ASC certified and, and do your own uh, research. You know, it, it just depends on the drive that that individual has. If that individual is really serious about learning about it, then, you know, definitely go ahead. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Uh, you made a great point. You said learn from people who are in it. What would you suggest in terms of would you suggest that people reach out to people at maybe a local garage? Are people open to taking somebody under their wing and, and sharing information or maybe letting them come in for a day? Can you expand on that? Because I think that's very important, the point that you just made. Yeah, well, it, it depends on that technician. You know, some technicians, they're just down, boggled down into their work. Mm-hmm. And they want to get their work done, but then you do have some that will, like myself, you know, take you under, take you under the wing, and show you the proper way to, you know, do said repairs, guide you where you can go when you leave the shop, where you can go and get more information and see more hands-on information about it, and basically just, you know, find somebody that's willing to spend the time because it's it's not easy to learn to be an auto technician, but at the same time, it's it's not hard. Again, and that goes back to where your mind state, where your mind frame is in learning. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you really want to do, then definitely try to reach out to somebody. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I really want to emphasize the the importance of of not being afraid to reach out to people. And I think if you're a young person, personally, I think people are more willing to help you. And it depends on your approach. Obviously, you know, you just don't show up unannounced at somebody's place of business. But I think if you crafted a nice email or a letter or, or a phone call of some sort that said, hey, you know, I'm really interested in the profession. I'm happy to, you know, maybe maybe I could shadow you for an hour any time that is convenient for you. I think most people, you know, not to can't speak for everybody, but I think most people would be would consider it would be open to it, especially if you're a young person, yeah. you know, because. You know, you know, it's. It, it, I think it's a bit of an ego boost because somebody's saying, "Hey, I think you're good at what you do, and I'd love to learn from you." You know, and I mean, what are you going to say? No, I'm not good at what I do. I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know anything <laughs> about what I'm doing. I don't know. I, no, you're right. It is an ego boost. Uh, I, you know, I've come across some younger gentlemen that definitely was interested in learning about it, and you know, I don't have. I've never had a problem teaching. You know, automotive or anything. Yeah. Life lessons, you know? Yeah. I also think that as, you know, all of us were young once and I think a lot of people can relate to that. If we really think back, somebody helped us at some point in our careers. And I think 
the people that get that, I think will be willing to help, you know? So, so you said your brothers had an, were mentors to you when you were growing up and they influenced, what did you learn from them? Yeah. I learned how to stay away from the wrong crowd, Mm -hmm. you know, and they always, they always told me, they say, if you want to be successful in life and you want to love do what you're doing, find something that you love to do for free, that you have to get up every day and go make an impact in your community and your life. And for me, that was all the most. Because like I said, when I was younger, I watched my dad's friends work on cars and I learned just by watching them. And, you know, I definitely applaud my brothers for that. And to this day, you know, we're all grown. I, I still look up to them. And they still died, which is a blessing to have them here to do so. So definitely my brothers uh, have always been and will continue to be a great impact in my life. As well as, you know, my dad's no longer with us, but he was also the one that taught my older brothers and myself to always make sure that, you know, you, you, you keep positive vibes around you regardless of what negativity may be around you. Sure. Always be the positive in no, amen. I, I agree with you hundred um, percent. You know, I, I'm big on family, uh, you know, and I don't think there's anything more important than family. It's what motivates me to do everything I do. So I, I get it. I yeah. understand. Hey, wanted to ask you, uh, cause I think we might've spoken about this before. Are you hiring and do you have any advice for candidates to help them stand out and increase their chances of getting a job with your company? Well, yeah, we're always hiring. We're always looking for motivated individuals, male and female, um, to come along and join our family. Um, it's not just an you're not just an employee. You're, you're joining a family. Sure. And if you're interested, I would be more than happy and willing to, you know, tell you what you need to do. You know, reach out to me. Uh, let me know what you're interested in. We can sit down and have a conversation and discuss. You know what your what your life goals are. It's not just coming to work, to, to turn wrenches, you know, it, it, it's way more than that. You know, you build a family. I want, I want my employees to learn self, self-employment just as I have. I don't want you to just work for me. I want you to have, you know, generational wealth for you and your family. And I think that is where, you know, where, where we're going right now, especially, you know, with COVID going on and, you know, people still need to get around and they still need their cars repaired. So, you know, the more I look into our industry, the more and more mobile mechanics is becoming much more popular, more than I've ever seen. I've been doing mobile mechanics before 2018, putting my trunk in, putting my tools in the trunk of my car and just, you know, drive and, and do the job there. But someone listening now or maybe, you know, reach out to me. Definitely, we're hiring male, female. If you don't have any certifications, we can get you certifications. We can guide you in the right direction. Well, what I'll do just just as a heads up, I will um, put your information on the uh, on the notes of the podcast, and I'll also I'm doing okay. a Facebook live right now. I'll put your information and your company name on that so that um, people can know about it, and I'll also. Um, I'll, I'll do some marketing promotion to get, to get it out, get the message out there. Cause I love it when we have companies that come on and are, you know, willing to hire people. That's, that's just, 
That's that's great, especially right now during the pandemic. Hey, give some advice on yeah. what candidates can do to increase their chances of standing out. Like, so, you know, like what makes you attracted to a client where you're like, okay, I'm going to pull this person in. I definitely am interested in this. What are some things they can do? What are you looking for? What we're looking for is strong-minded, hardworking individuals that's ready and willing to learn, mm-hmm. um, that is willing to receive the information that we are giving you and trust the process. Um, like I said, there's many ways that you can be, you know, become a, an a automotive technician. And once we figure out what type of individual that you are, because nobody's the same, then we'll strategize a good process for you to become uh, certified, get your, get your working properly, get your, get your, get your ASEs in, get your certification and, you know, just get you guys out there and get you ready to work in the workforce. I wanted to ask you something. Um, one of the, one of the things that we're seeing now, especially with social media is, is video. Video is, is rampant. It's out there. How do you feel about people using video to attract employers? So maybe doing a video of them showing them doing the work, maybe a video of them doing like a 30 second elevator pitch saying who they are and what they do. What, what's what's your feeling on that when you see that? I mean, I don't think it's common. We're not, you know, but what is your take? No, that's not. Not say I, I love that idea. I honestly encourage it because that'll let me. That will let myself and even other individuals that may be hiring to actually see you in the process mm-hmm. of you know whatever you may do, changing oil, uh, replacing brake pads, brake shoes. Time and change, time and belt, setting time and make yourself a quick video of what you can do because that actually shows that you are actually motivated and re- and ready and willing to work and learn. So, yes, I definitely encourage that. If, if I can get something like that, that's huge. Yeah. I would definitely reach out. Yeah, that's something we're doing with the platform. I The reason why I ask you that is that I believe that that's social proof because I think, especially in the skill trades, People, you want people who could fit in a culture, but I would imagine you want to make sure they know how to actually do the work. And it's hard to fake that. Right. You know, they're just things you're going to see. Like if somebody does a quick video showing you or talking about, hey, here's how I would repair this or here's how I'd approach a timing belt issue or a, uh, a, a check light problem, you're going to know right away if they know what they're talking about if you see a video, you know. Right. You know, just like, you know, if somebody's a plumber or an electrician and they're doing a video saying, here's how I would fix this or I'd fix that. If you're a certified plumber, you know, if you're a plumber, experienced plumber, or electrician, you're going to know, oh, that person knows what they're talking about or no, they don't. <laughs> you know, but I just think video is great proof. And, and you kind of get a feel for the person you're dealing with as opposed to a paper resume. You don't know anything about that person. They could, you know, exactly. you know they could have written anything. Exactly. You know? So that's uh, more upfront. That's more what? Say that again. I said that's that that that's better than like you said. That you know you can put you can write and, and type anything on a piece of paper and you know tell me everything about you. But once you put in a, a video, I can actually put your name with a face and the type of person that you are just instantly off of that video mm-hmm. to know what direction to kind of help you out with. Yeah. And one of the things that I know that you're hiring, the pandemic, how has that affected your business? You know, because people are home more, you know, people still need their cars fixed, you know, that doesn't change. 
But uh, how has the pandemic affected business for you guys? Actually, the business has definitely increased. Oh, that's um, good. We're busy. Over, yeah, we're, we're, we're busy over here. We're out all around Metro Atlanta. You got people at home, like I said, that they're not going to work, but they still have life. They have to go to the market, doctor's appointments, uh, just around. And you still need your oil changes and your tire rotations. And unfortunately, when you do those little things, things still happen to your vehicle. So I believe and I've seen that it, customers are more comfortable being at home knowing that they do not have to go to Firestone, Pet Boys, or a dealership and sit in the waiting area where there's other individuals around that may have a mask on and not have a mask. Or you might be sitting in a seat that someone else sat in that hasn't been clean. It, it, you know, it's a lot of things. But when you are at home or if you are going to work and you're pressed for time, you're pressed for time or you're at home pressed for time and you need to have things done because you want to go on a trip, to have a mobile mechanic come to your home is huge. That is a big thing. And like I said, it's, it's, it's just going to constantly keep growing. I know Firestone uh, in Atlanta, one Firestone Stone store now has a mobile mechanic that will come to your home. Yes. And repairs in your driveway or at your job. Mm -hmm. So everybody's picking up on it. Yeah. You know what it is? It's convenience. And you pay, people will pay for convenience, you know. And I think one of the points you really made that was really true is that because of the pandemic, people don't want to go out as much. So you're making it safe. And I would imagine that you're going to, you know, you're going to mask up and you're going to take the necessary precautions because. That's kind of yeah. the standard now. Now, when I've had people come to my house for any kind of service, like for my air conditioning or heating or something like that, they all come now with masks. It's it's almost like a given, you know? Yeah. You know, even we had yeah. some, someone knocking on our door, you know, for political purposes or whatever, just people come in and knocking on the door. I see 90% of them are, are wearing a mask. So I think the fact that you're doing that is a benefit to your business. And that's probably why your business is growing. So that, yeah. that makes sense. You understand the customer. Let's talk yeah. about mobile mechanics versus a traditional job path. You know, if, um, how, how are you seeing the mobile mechanics impact the traditional dealerships? Because you mentioned that, you know, Firestone now has a mobile mechanic. Where do you see this? Where do you see the shift now with mobile mechanics? Is it growing a lot more? Uh, How is it impacting the uh, traditional dealerships? Well, as far as from a technician standpoint, um, comparing mobile mechanics to a dealership or Firestone, when you're dealing with a dealership or you're dealing with Firestone on the technician aspect of it, you're in one location. You're in the shop office. Mm-hmm. They bring you the car, you put it up and put it on the list, you put it down and you send it out and you get another one, you put it on the list and send it on the so forth and so forth. But when you are a mobile mechanic, you, you, you're kind of free. Mm-hmm. You're moving, you're getting different, you're getting different looks of different areas. You know, you may be working this side of town one day, then the next day you're working here. So for the mechanic, I believe from my experience, that it's much better because you're moving around. You know, you can stop, you can get lunch here. You can, you know, you're on this side of town. You can get lunch there. You might have some downtime where you can just get a, a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. and you don't have to, you know, so what deal with other technicians in the shop, if mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason. But definitely, that's a that that thing. Mobile mechanic is growing, and technicians that we have, they they love it compared yeah. to 
working at a fellowship and working at you know Firestone. They they definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I think people want more freedom now. People want the ability to determine their own schedule and to have control over the their earning ability. I also think that your overhead is lower when you're a mobile mechanic versus a traditional dealership. So, uh, and you're offering convenience. So that's, that, you know, I, I, I really think that this, this mobile mechanic sector is really going to grow and have an impact. I just, I, I, I can see it now. It's kind of like uh, Uber, you know, there are a lot of disruptive yeah. technologies and businesses out there. And I see that as one. Yeah. I like, yeah, like with Uber, you don't see too many cabs. Exactly. <laughs> you don't see too many cabs. Exactly. <laughs> well, with, and nobody would have thought that. Mechanic, yeah. No, nobody would have thought that. You yeah. know, you know, just giving somebody a list, and now they've got lists. Yeah. So with mobile mechanics, it's like you're not going to see as many shops open. You're going to see more trucks uh, with compressors in it, and tire uh, tire machines, and balance machines, and brake lays in the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and pull up on you, and and you know. Do everything that you can do at a shop at home. I just, I know it's going to be huge, and it's I, not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I again, I just think that people don't understand disruption, and it it happens quickly. You look at you look at uh, Blockbuster Video went out of video because of Netflix. People want convenience. Right. Yeah. People want convenience, yeah. and as you know, I think the mom and pop car shops are going to get hammered by this. The dealerships, I think, yeah. are a little bit bigger. They can withstand that. But I think some of the smaller shops are going to be in trouble as this starts to catch on. And as the bigger dealerships start to offer that as a service, it's going gonna, it's gonna to threaten some of the smaller mom-and-pop shops. And so yeah. I, I really see this as a definitely disruptive. Hey, for someone just getting started, what's your take on them – you know, going to a big dealership because you started off at a small mom and pop shop when you were in Chicago. What advice would you give someone who's just starting as a auto technician? Do you think that they, that it's best for them to learn at a small shop or at a big dealer or mobile? Like where is the best place for them to just get, just getting started? I would say a mom and pop shop would be the, the best place to start. Um, it's a family environment at those mom and pop shops. So you get more one-on-one, not only training, but, you know, these these experienced technicians, they have a lot of knowledge and good nuggets to give technicians that are just starting out. Um, I would also say, you know, when you're starting out as a technician, you know, you buy your tools. I wouldn't recommend any technician that is just starting out, you know, to purchase expensive tools. You can try Harbor Freight or Northern Tools mm-hmm. uh, and get you some inexpensive, good value tools to start you out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was one of the mistakes that I made. I purchased expensive tools and I purchased an expensive toolbox. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really didn't need to. But I would definitely recommend a technician to start at a mom and pop shop somewhere that you can actually get your feet wet that is willing to spend the time to teach you or a good mobile, a good mobile bit mm-hmm. uh, to teach you that. I would definitely recommend that. Sure. Sure. Hey, so we know that there's a skills gap. We need more people going into skill trades, particularly young people. How do we close that? How do we get more young people in the skill trades? Because this is important to you because if, if there are no, if there's no one for you to hire, nobody going into profession, that's going to be a problem for your industry and your and businesses like yours. 
how do we get more young people in, yeah. into, I don't know, becoming auto technicians? Young people, they love money. There you go. They love money. That's, that's what they see. Yep. Every time they turn on the TV, they see money. And with auto, with, with auto mechanics anywhere, you know, you're going to make a, a lot of money. Thank I you. mean, I would recommend, you know, if, if you're working in an industry somewhere that you're really about to do, you're going to make money because you're never going to stop. In my spare time, when I'm not working, I'm still working on cars. So <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a way of life. Yes. You know, it's yeah. just, your money, money motivates everybody. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you want to make a lot of money and, you know, you want to feel a sense of accomplishment when you're finished, definitely auto mechanics mm-hmm. is a, the best way to go. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, um, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I was talking to, um, there's this, uh, local chamber of commerce in in our city and they, uh, have built a partnership with one of the local trade schools. It's a two year, uh, two year college program. They had a young person graduated from a technical college and they got a job with Mercedes. The person was 19 and I think the salary is like 87 grand. And this is, I think it's Gwinnett technical college. So it's, it's local here. Okay. And because they have a partnership with Mercedes, they're doing a lot of coding. So this person, from what I understood was coding, like they're the, the car is virtually a computer from what I understand. But the salary was like eighty eighty seven thousand dollars a year, <laughs> and this young person's like yeah. nineteen. So they get paid well, mm-hmm. and I mean, that was a luxury car dealership. So I can't say that everybody makes that, you know. But when I heard that, I was just blown away. And part of it is the Mercedes lends their cars out to the program, so people are actually working. They're getting, they're actually working on the actual cars. So the technicians you're getting already are ready to go. And Mercedes has implemented a lot of the information they need in the program to be successful for them when they get on the job. So, um, like you said, there's good money in in the automotive industry and people sleep on it. It I I think people sleep on it. And I just wanted, you know, I'm glad that you made that point. And I think when you're yeah, young, you, you're trying just, to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all you want to, you want to make an honest living. Yes. You want to do something legal. Yes. You know, and you have, you have to think of something that's never going to go anywhere. Yes. You can't get a computer to fix a car. You're oh, always yeah. going to need a human to fix a car. Yep. And we're not going anywhere. We're here for the long haul. As times change, so are we. Yeah. And we're going to adapt. We're gonna we're gonna be very successful no matter what the outcome is. Look at the pandemic. Yep. We were making a lot of money in the shop. Now we're making a lot of money coming to your house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you pivoted. You know what it is? And, you learned how to pivot. People learned how to adjust to a changing market. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and things are always going to change. Nothing's going to stay the same. So yep. when it changes again, guess what? We'll 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 assess. We'll adapt. We'll adjust, and we'll keep moving. Yeah. And even as the cars change. All that happens is the training changes. Like I said, this guy, from what That's I understood, it. they're now coding more on cars. So they're, they have to understand the computer behind the car. They have to be able to diagnose things, you know. So it, it just, it, the car still needs to be repaired. It's just, the technician just has to learn yeah. something new on how to fix it. That's all, you know, you know, but the car, the car is a car, you know. So I know yeah. that you guys are, you know, you're active on social media. Can you share how you're, you're using that to help grow your business? How, how it's. 
we're very active every day. We try to, you know, keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, uh, to let them know that we are relevant in the auto repair business. So we're, I, every, the majority of the time when we're out fixing cars, we go live and we put little nuggets up there. We try to keep it, you know, interesting, not to bore you, but, you know, we are, we're always out Facebook, uh, Instagram. Can you um, share some of your handles TikTok. so people could, uh, people could know how to find sure. you? Sure. On Facebook, we are Set Automotive, S E T Automotive. Same with Instagram, Set Automotive. Okay. You can reach us there. TikTok, Set Automotive. Just S E T A U T O M O T I V E. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and please, whoever's listening, feel free to look out for uh, a reach out. You're looking, you know, to learn more about it or, you're interested in employment. I'm not that type of person that, you know, I brush you off. You want to have a conversation about it? Let's talk about it. You want to work? Let's get you to work. Yeah. You want to make some money? Let's make some money. I, I agree with you 100% on that. And I, and I can attest that Sean has been very helpful, has been very open to me, has allowed me to do this interview, allowed me to do the day in the life interview. So, he is definitely somebody who stands by his word and he will definitely help you. Uh, Sean, can you share a lesson that you've learned that you can help yet someone should, you know, that someone can learn from coming in the industry? Just one lesson, something that you could share that you would give as a lesson that you've learned that could help a new auto technician who's just getting started. Never be too proud to ask questions. Oh, amen. That's good. So that, that never be great. too proud. Yes, no, I agree. You know, no question, no question is a dumb question. Excellent. You know, you know, you, you want to learn something, ask a question about it. Nobody, nobody should treat somebody a certain way because they feel like they're asking a silly question. There is no such thing as a silly question. The question is the question. Excellent. So I know personally, I, you know, when I was learning, you know, I was kind of hesitant to ask questions because I didn't want to seem like I was stupid. But that's not the case. Because you want to know, you need to know and learn it and move on to the next thing. Excellent. Sean, uh, final question. What does success look like for you? Because, you know, you're a business owner. You're two years in the game. You guys look like you're growing and you're hiring. How do you define success? What does that look like for you? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, let me tell you. Success is, is first of all, where God puts you. You got to have God in your life. You know, you, you, can't, you can't do nothing without that. You got to have a strong support system. My family is my support system. Uh, we went from, from graduating from Lincoln Tech, relocating from Chicago to Atlanta, and working for companies and realizing that working for someone is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been very blessed to be able to be successful. It's just all about keeping your head strong and keeping your head on straight and and placing yourself around the correct individual. Being successful isn't always about money. Being successful is helping other individuals, helping people. Uh, sometimes you do things that you will usually get X, Y, and Z amount of money for, but you do it for this. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's all about helping people and helping the community. I agree. And that's what we kind of pride ourselves on here at Set Automotive. It's not always about money. It's about helping the community and helping individuals get ahead because it's rough out here. Oh, yeah. But if you keep yourself around positive people and you do positive work and you do good things, I've always been the type of individual to say, just do what you're supposed to do. Even if 
you know, you think that you're not supposed to be doing it or someone else thinks something different, just do what you're supposed to do. Do your job. Do what you know is right. And I can guarantee you that you will be successful in life. That's just life. That's past automotive. That's just life. You want to be successful? Just do what you're supposed to do. Excellent. That's great advice. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you. Please do. And again, if anybody is interested in, in learning about the business or learning about your own business or, you know, you just want to, you know, pick my brain about some things that's on your mind, reach out to us at Set Automotive on Instagram, uh, Set Automotive on Facebook. And we'll be more than happy to, you know, conversate, you know, conversate with you about anything that you have on your mind. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.